Hello, welcome to another episode of the Hollywood Half Hour. My name's Andrew Jacob. With me again is Sean Burgos. How's it going, Sean? Hello. What's up, everybody? How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Had some uh, fun news. I'm in a new anime that just came out on oh, Netflix. Congratulations. So Thank you very much. Let's go check it out. It's called Vinland Saga. It's season two right now. I played this benevolent farm owner. I don't want to say the S word, but you'll see why if you check it out. <laughs> But yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, today's a special episode. We actually have our first uh, guest today with us, my cousin Christina. How you doing, Christina? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad you can be on here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited because I know you've been a movie buff for quite a long time. You've actually very much surprised me with how much you know about this stuff. <laughs> really, I can't wait to find I out. Know. It really started with you teaching, like showing me movies at a young age. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to get things kicked off. This is the question we have to ask every movie buff. Oh, oh boy. What's your favorite movie? Oh, God. <laughs> it's like favorite child. Okay. Um, wow. Um, oh, my God. I don't even know if I have. Okay, um, it can okay. be multiple movies, too. It doesn't have yeah. to be just one. Okay. It's the worst question to ask a movie buff. I know. Okay. I'm just going to go in like my favorite genres, I guess. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go with like my fandomy things first. My favorite Star Wars movie is Return of the Jedi from oh. from the original trilogy. Mm, I'm gonna okay. do I'm gonna do each thing. The prequels is Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Yes. And then from yes. the newer ones is The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. really? Mm, actually, no. I'm I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with Rogue One. Sorry, I'm counting those as like part of. That, oh, okay. That. Oh, okay, okay. Rogue okay. One, definitely. Yeah, Rogue One's pretty um, amazing. And then. My favorite Marvel movie is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I've seen that I don't mm -hmm. know how many times. Um, definitely one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite like action films in general. Um, I'm like all over the place. I can't even pick like just, <laughs> I can't even pick just one. Like I it's, didn't we just say pick three? I, know. <laughs> I, I think I give you like ten. I'm sorry, but yeah. So I'm kind of oh, like man. all over the place, but yeah. I and every time you mention one, I want to unpack it with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's you know you know what Sean and I had this conversation off the podcast and for our first episode it's it, it, you're right it is almost like trying to pick your <laughs> pick your favorite child but it's like how do you pick like there's so many genres there's so you don't realize how many movies you see there's probably I've seen so many movies. thousands of movies like I was thinking about this the other day like how many movies have I, have I probably seen in my lifetime and I'm supposed to pick one or too like yeah and if it's an impossible it question be in flux too you could be like ah you know what like the more i think about it like i don't know geely is my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think anyone's ever said no, geely is yeah. their favorite movie not even ben affleck oh, <laughs> right now ben affleck just turned red and he heard his he felt his ears, <laughs> ringing. Started ringing. His ears started. he started getting nauseous too <laughs> <laughs> okay well those are those are good picks though so they are. Okay, so those are your what uh so you said I introduced you to a bunch of movies, but do you remember a first movie experience that I maybe introduced you to or the first movie that I remember you showing me was either the first Spider-Man, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, mm -hmm. or um Back to the Future. One of the one of those two. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I got to know. I got to know. Both of those are freaking legendary movies. Now which one do you think was your favorite out of those two? Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. My heart just 
irked a little I'm bit. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, no, but that, that's fine. Well, Tell, Sean, why, why though? Tell us why. The original Spider-Man is 21 years old at this point. So you were what? Yeah. Seven, six like when seven, you saw that? Yeah. Wow. Fine. Okay. Yes. So I that's know, that's an impactful it. age for a first movie experience. So it is true. It is true. So, but now as an adult mm-hmm. watching those two, what what is it about Spider Man? Um, I watched it also recently for my little like film club that I have. We just watched it as well. Um, I hadn't seen it in a while. I forgot how like it's so like comic booky, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. My friend is the one who brought this up and like I hadn't watched it in so long and I thought back to it. I'm like, it's actually like, it was the introduction to like me watching superhero movies was that movie, but yeah, it's so comic booky. Like when I was going through the movie, I'm like where he's on the ceiling and the drop of blood fla- falls, like just moments like that. Like it's so comic booky, like in a, it's just a fun experience like to watch and it's so entertaining. I feel like, like me being seven years old and seeing a guy shooting webs and climbing walls is like the coolest thing ever. I feel like. I I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, when Sean, when we were about her age, when she saw (laughs) Spider-Man there, I mean, there was a Spider-Man movie. It was, I think it was the, (laughs) that Italian version that had been made. Yes. Where the guy's just jumping off of like park benches. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that would count. I don't think that's canon. I don't think it's canon either. (laughs) I think it borders. Multiverse. You see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if if we could have been six years old in two thousand one, two thousand two, when it came out, I don't know how our minds would have wrapped around seeing so much because that seems so. Those a lot of those were groundbreaking visual effects for the time too. Mm-hmm. So that I don't know. I, I watch it now. I'm like, man, this movie holds up so much. Twenty plus years right. later. Mm-hmm. There's not many movies that you you watch something like oh these effects aged horribly or oh this is you know mm-hmm. the story is very outdated. but it does hold up it holds up it holds it up it holds up on multiple fronts yeah and even even during like uh like prior to that because that was like what 2000, 2000, 2002. Right? 2002. so that was two thousand two so even during the nineties though with like the various different Batman movies mm-hmm. these we still had like those bombastic comic book hero movies but. When they introduce all that CGI to that genre, again, there was nothing quite like it. No, there really <laughs> wasn't. I mean, yeah, I, I can't think. Of, there was a maybe, maybe Blade, maybe, maybe, maybe. which for the longest time I didn't realize was actually a Marvel movie. <laughs> right. I mean, oh yeah. But now it's like common knowledge. But back then, no one knew it was a, com- a Marvel movie except for the hardcore readers. Uh, right. What else would there have been? There was David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury movie. <laughs> Wait, what? That's yeah. right. He was Nick Fury. Yeah. Back in the, oh, when was it? Like the 93 maybe? Oh, God. 92? There, Let me fact check this. I'm going to yeah, look at there this. Yeah, was, there was a Nick Fury movie and David Hasselhoff played Nick Fury. And it wasn't really until, I don't know when they did this in the comic books, but Marvel Comics, one of the artists actually designed the Nick Fury like reincarnation to look like Sam Jackson. I don't know if they got his permission or not to do it, but they approached him. They said, we have to make Sam Jackson Nick Fury because we've modeled the character in the comic books to look like him. So and the rest is history. He's been Nick Fury in what? 
12 Marvel movies now? At least. At least. Since the first Iron Man. Since the first Iron Man. Yeah. Since that post credit scene in Iron Man. 15 years ago. It's going to be 15 years in May. Wow. Jeez. And I'm looking this up right now. I just found it. It's called Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Mm -hmm. It was 1998. That's when it came out. 98? 98. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was way before. I thought that was a way older. I thought it was going to be yeah. touching the 80s, honestly, because it kind of had like a Street Fighter vibe to it. <laughs> All I know is I have never seen it. <laughs> I, I think I saw it on TV one time, like years ago, like when I was kind of like uh-huh. deep into my Knight Rider obsession. I was uh-huh. like, ooh, a David Hasselhoff movie. <laughs> but there was also like around that time, there was... um. Uh, what was it? I just had it. So we had Blade in the '90s. We had Nick Fury. Uh, there was the uh, the Batman movies, which took a deep slump, um, yeah, nearly yeah. derailing the franchise. Um, what else was there Oof. in terms of Marvel comic booky movies? I'm trying to think of X Men well. was 2000, and really, there, yeah, we, we wouldn't have the modern superhero movie without X Men. That was mm. that was when people realized. Comic yeah. book movies could be taken seriously. Mm. That's that was the forerunner of it. That really was, yeah, yeah. So uh, aside from uh, your first movie, so Spider Man, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are your first movie. What what hooked you in to become like a movie buff? I, I don't know if it's a conscious decision or like, did you ever like notice like God, I just love movies. Yeah. Or was it like a moment in time that you can recall, like a memory? Um, one thing that I remember. Um, my first movie that I remember seeing in theaters, although Andrew has a different answer for this, um, the first movie that I remember that I remember seeing at like nine was Spider-Man two in theaters, um, with my cousins in Chicago. I was like nine. That was the first time I remember like going to a movie theater and sitting in a movie theater was for that movie. Um, and I just remember like. I was terrified, first of all, of Doc Ock. He scared me. <laughs> Little nine-year-old me was terrified. Uh, Alfred Molina. He's no, kind of you know scary. The operating room scene is legit something out of Evil Dead. It's scary. Yeah. That's pure Sam Raimi. Yeah. yeah. Just like I remember like the shadow on the wall, like yeah. people being dragged on the floor. I'm like, well, what if you go is back this and, movie? If you go back and rewatch it now, you'll see so much. Like one of the doctors pulls up a chainsaw just like Ashwood, like, <laughs> like with the big close-up. That's <laughs> right. The big close-up, and they had the weird angles yeah. as well. That was totally the, Sam Raimi. The POV of the tentacles going. Yes, that's just mm-hmm. like when the the demon or the uh, the uh, what are the the demons in Evil Dead I called don't the Dead Eyes. When the oh, Dead in, are flying in Evil through Dead. the forest. Yes, it's, yeah. yes, yes. That yes. one scene is like Sam Raimi's like, I got to get all this out of my system in this one scene. <laughs> then I'll go back to making the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so real quick though, Christine. Then what, going back to that. Mm-hmm. When you were watching it, okay, obviously, I know you got scared by Alfred Molina's performance because yes. he's awesome. Yes. But what what was it about that movie? Like, so that was the first thing that got you into the movies, you think? Um, I don't know about, like, getting – I don't know. I think I was a little too young to, like, realize, like, that I was enjoying movies at that time. Right. But I think that's when I realized, like, oh, like, there are cool things to watch. Like, there are cool, like, superhero movies or, like mm-hmm. – Star Wars or like Harry Potter was like stuff that I remember watching when I was around the same age. Like I felt it like as like an escape, not in like a Mm -hmm. weird way, but like I'm going to go like pretend that I'm going to Hogwarts. I'm going to pretend that I'm like in a lightsaber fight or something like that or something like that. Like (sighs) me being a little kid, I'm like, this is so cool. Like 
right. seeing like really cool things that you didn't think could be possible, like on a movie screen, like, um, right. Yeah. So a little bit of everything. So, but. so, so it sounds to me like, honestly, and, and Andrew, I think we even talked about that when we did talk about like the favorite movie question, mm-hmm. right? I think that's pretty much the reason why I like decided like I love movies because you kind of named off like the kind of the same reasons, like the escapism of it are all right. Yeah. And all the movies you had mentioned were very much sci-fi fantasy of that nature. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty crazy that it's uh, and it's again, goes to show you we're not the only ones in our own, in our own world. Right. <laughs> but many have experienced us. this, this kind of, be a movie buff. Uh, but like going down the same pathway through similar movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was I in the first episode I mentioned it was Batman eighty nine and Empire Strikes Back for me. Mm-hmm. Um so for you we have we have Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man two. Spider Man two here. Yeah. Right. I mean think Wh- of what ha- what came after that? Uh let's see. When did Spider Man two come out? Two thousand four, I think. Two thousand Right. Yeah, okay. I think two thousand four. So I was like ten. So we were freshmen in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> Damn you! They're not supposed to know. <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have age dropped like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to like. I don't even know if I remember. Like, all I remember is like that first experience. I think just it just took off from there. Like, whether it was like seeing like a whatever the new Disney movie was, or seeing like any other like. DreamWorks, whatever the little kid movies were at the time until I got old enough to watch like age appropriate movies like in the theaters and stuff like that. But um, yeah, those were like the first ones that I remember like watching. So you've told me that you have a you have a circle of friends that share your level of interest in movies and you guys have a almost like a book club for movies. Yeah. So how how did that come about? Film club. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of my friends, her name is Sarah. She lives in the UK. She um, is friends with another friend of mine. Her name is Ariel. So we got introduced um, via the internet. Um, and she, my friend Ariel messaged me and said, hey, my friend Sarah wants to put together this club where we watch movies and vote on movies and talk about them like twice a month. What do you think? I'm like, sounds great. Sign me up. Gives me a chance to meet new people. Um, so my friend Sarah, she's the one who orchestrates it and she picks genres and we vote from three or four films that are in that category and whichever one has the most votes we watch on our own time. And two weeks later we get on a zoom call and discuss. She usually writes up questions, typically what's your favorite moment of the movie and then specific questions for whatever the film is. And then at the end, it's would we recommend this film to friends and family? Why or why not? And then a score out of ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, you wow. guys take this very it's, seriously. Oh, we take it very seriously. <laughs> I, I, it's. I gotta say, listening to all that, I mean, it, it is is what's this? What's the submission process like? <laughs> like, is there is there I'll room for a, for a good word for you, Sean, for you and Andrew? Because <laughs> no, but but I'm serious because. You know, I, I mean, Andrew, hear me, you hear me complain about this off the show here, but like we're always so we're so busy and inundated with stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Right. There's seldom times to go sit down and enjoy a movie of like 
two hours or God forbid, like the movies nowadays, yeah. the almost three hour runtimes, right? Avatar. Um, <laughs> so, so dedicating a time and then thinking about it critically like that, that is such an awesome process. Yeah. Like I, I, that's, it just sounds so cool to do. Like it, it makes you sit down and watch it. Right. And actually enjoy it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And plus, um, yeah. It gives us a chance to maybe see films that none of us have seen before. Mm -hmm. We might have heard of it, but maybe no one has seen it or like maybe one out of the six of us have seen it. Yeah. So a lot of us have like are going in seeing it for the first time. But then there's some films that we've all seen and it's just like a fun rewatch. Like Spider-Man was one of them and we've pretty much all seen that, I think. And, you know, Sean, uh, Sean and I talk about this all the time, but we say like, you know, the, the cool thing about you being on here is there's a there's a generational difference now right so we have how we grew up with movies how we see them sean's gone into the film industry um you got introduced to such a different set of i mean i'm thinking of like okay so your first movie experiences were the spider-man movies the harry potter movies the newer star wars movies that those are insane movies to start growing up oh, with yeah. th- from our vantage point. Yeah. Cause the movies we grew up with were completely different. They impacted us equally, but hmm. people your age might be like, Oh really? Those movies? Like, mm-hmm. but I think also, cause we also say we feel so kind of disconnected from the current generation as movie buffs. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> What's streaming now? Yes. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a good amount of overlap, but I, but I always say it seems like when I talk to younger people who love movies, it seems like their film knowledge d- like dates back to I, I hate to be hyperbolic about this, but to when Iron Man one came out yeah. to the current day. Yeah. Whereas there's 85 years of history and movies prior to that. That influenced everything we see today. So the movies you grew up watching, Spider-Man, the Harry Potter, so many of those are t- are getting callbacks from old movies from the 1920s and the golden age of cinemas and, you know, George Miley A, uh, you know, I mean, one example that Sean will know, uh, Star Wars, aside from the Kurosawa influences on him, but specifically character wise, C-3PO. His design comes straight from the 19, I think it was the 1920s movie, uh, uh, Metropolis. It's a Metropolis. Yeah. Metropolis by Metropolis. by Fritz Lang. It's a 1927. 1927. Yeah. I mean, you look at that, that is visibly a C-3PO prototype design-wise that George Lucas uh, took from. And I don't, I think there's a lot of people who see movies today and realize and think, this is the original idea. It's really not. There's mm-hmm. so many callbacks to I talked to you about this earlier, actually, how the the Barbie trailer with Margot Robbie came out a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. And the opening scene of the trailer is a bunch of little kids looking up at Margot Robbie's Barbie in awe. And it's so visibly a callback to 2001 Space Odyssey's opening sequence in the Dawn of Man, where the apes are looking at the giant monolith. And they gain the first inspiration for tool making and weapons that kickstarts the evolution of man. And I've heard people online say, oh, yeah, that was a little callback to an obscure old sci-fi movie. And I'm like, obscure. I'm like The fact that you call Goodness. 2001 Space Odyssey an obscure sci-fi movie is is the equivalent <laughs> of cinematic blasphemy. 
<laughs> How dare you shun those people? Yeah, they should be shunned. They should be. So that's why I told you, like, you should have a homework assignment. Bring up the AFI 100. See how many of those you can check off that you've seen. I, I bet it's probably more than you think. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because there's some modern ones like Jurassic Park's on there. Um, there there's, a, there's a fair amount of modern stuff on there, but there's... There's a lot of old stuff on there too that I, that I admit I probably haven't seen myself, but it's good to dive in and visit those ones too. Because I started getting into that kind of stuff, I want to say maybe my my junior year of high school when I started doing more of the uh, the morning news broadcasts for the for the school. I just got I got more into film doing that because I was more hands on with it and. Um, and yeah, so I started watching older films. Sean and I would get together on weekends and watch, you know, very esoteric movies that no one our age watched, especially within the horror genre. <laughs> we, oh, God. Remember Imprint? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also thinking about uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah. Remember how we watched that one? We had to find it on Google Video. It was, it was very hard, was to, hard find. to find. There yeah. was no physical copy of it. Streaming wasn't around back then. So we found a copy of this movie that's actually banned in like 15 different countries because <laughs> it's so graphic. Sounds awful. <laughs> but that's that's how it is, though. And that's when you get introduced to this whole new other aspect of movies. And you think, wow, there's so much out there, mainstream and indie. So, yeah. So, yeah. So what's on your guys's? Do you have an upcoming movie club list that you guys are doing? Like. Especially because Oscar season's right around the corner. Yes, we right. do. Yes. Um, so our current one, because uh, the Oscars are coming up this Sunday, like we were talking about, um, our current category for our film club is nominees for Best Picture at this year's Oscars. Um, so we picked from three. They were All Quiet on the Western Front, um, Banshees of Inisherin, and Top Gun Maverick. We ended up picking Banshees of Inisherin, So that's our next film that we're watching. Um so I don't think anyone in our club has seen it. So I think we all kind of went that way with one that we haven't seen before. And that we're think, all excited to watch. I think you guys will like that one. It's a it's a bit of a dark comedy, but it's 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 odd to say it's endearing, but it, it kind of is because it, it, there's no no spoilers, but it takes place on this island. I'm pretty sure it's an island off of the coast of Ireland. Small little village community. It seems like maybe there's 100 residents in there. Colin Farrell is like a he's like a sheep milk farmer or something like that. Very simple man goes about his day. At the end of the day, he likes to go to the local pub, drink some beers with his friends mm -hmm. and have absolutely mindless conversations. Yeah. And then the ensuing storyline evolves from that. But it maintains that kind of the simple, tight storyline. Very, I guess you could say down to earth almost. Mm -hmm. And it's it's and it's. It's so simple, but it does so much with it. And I, I think it's something you guys will appreciate. I'm I'm six out of ten movies into the best picture nominations. So I've Oof. <laughs> I have no idea how many I am. I think probably like four. Yeah, five, so maybe? I've I've personally seen Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once, um Banshees of Inishirin, uh Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna correct myself. I've seen five and a half movies. I watched half of Tar and I and I stopped. Kate Blanchett is phenomenal in it. She's very I think she's nominated for best 
actress and she's well deserving of it. But a two hour and 38 minute movie about classical music just seemed very hard to chew through. Mm -hmm. Like I was struggling to get through it. Mm -hmm. I do want to watch it again and give it its fair shake, though, Mm -hmm. because it it seemed like there's elements in that movie. I'm like, this is something I should enjoy, but I'm having such a hard time getting pulled into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what the, what's the other one I have? I have my little cheat sheet here with me. Have you seen Elvis? <laughs> yeah. I have seen Elvis. Okay. Yeah. Elv- what'd you, what'd you guys think of that one? I loved it. You loved it. All right. How come? I, I was telling Andrew this earlier. I love like biopics just in general. Mm. Um, right. and the, even if it is from Baz Luhrmann, yeah. but yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what, Sean, I was telling her that this is probably one of the more tamed Baz Luhrmann. Mo- it's style. Ooh. It's stylized. Don't get me wrong on that. Right. But it's not, it's no Gatsby. Gatsby, w- Gatsby was just in your face yes. and flashy and Baz, yes. Baz, yes. Baz. Yes. <laughs> Very Baz. Yes. But this one's a lot more, accept- there's, there's a lot of times where it's like more of the when it does like the quick rapid edits and the very stylized performances and it comes into a scene where it's Elvis and Priscilla talking in a room, all of a sudden it's like a different filmmakers at it. It's much more to hmm. it's focusing on the performances at Austin, but it's going to be a tight one between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser this yes. year. I had, yeah. I think it's going to go to Brendan Fraser cause he's won all the, all the preceding awards yes. leading up to this. Yeah. Golden Globes mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Well, I don't think he did the, I don't think he got the I, Golden Globe. He's got a bad history with the Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, that's, that's a story that's for another day. Yeah. I believe yes, yeah, Austin I Butler won that. for the Golden Globe. Um, I think he won another one, but I, the name for the award slips my mind. But Brendan Fraser won for uh, the other like preceding one. So yeah. it's going to be very tight. That category in general is very tight and it's like a tight one stacked. Yeah. but yeah i agree between those two i haven't seen the whale yet but i've seen like parts of it and i've heard his performance is just amazing and i think it's definitely gonna be and i think there's an element too. of the comeback story for yes. brendan fraser i think that's playing a right. big part in it too mm-hmm. it's not to downplay austin butler's performance yeah. by any he's absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. Ab- and i it's weird i saw him for the first time in an episode of arrow on the cw Really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oof, this guy's a very CW actor. But I'm like, okay. Austin Butler. Wait, late arrow or early arrow? Early arrow. arrow. Like season three, I want to say. No, no, no. See, I'm it, trying to remember what character did he play? He was, um, I don't remember what his name was, but he gets introduced as a DJ okay. who comes in. To, it's been long enough. Spoiler here. He turns out to be a member <laughs> of the League of Assassins. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Christine. That's okay. <laughs> spoiler. I said this Jeez. was a spoiler. You no, did kidding. say it. But yeah, he, he turns out to be a member of the League of Assassins, and he puts on this. She, he goes from like this kind of cool like DJ guy to... All of a sudden, he's a member of the League of Assassins, and he pledges his allegiance to Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> Jeez! And then he yeah. was in—he uh, did other TV show appearances. Then he ended up in um, Yoga Hosers, the the Kevin Smith Canadian movie, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he just has a hammed up Canadian accent in that one. And then when I heard that he was going to get cast as uh, one of the uh, one of the people involved in. Um, the Sharon Tate murders and in, uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
I was like, oh my God, how did this guy get cast in a Quentin Tarantino movie? Like he's a CW actor, but he was really good in that movie. And then when I saw he got cast as Elvis, I had my trepidations. I was like, uh, like he, he's going to lead this movie. He's going to play Elvis. But oh man. Changed oh mind. man. I've totally changed my <laughs> mind. I've totally changed my mind on him. I, I feel so sorry for ever doubting him. And it's it does worry me a little bit because my sister actually told me this too. There's a lot of Heath Ledger in him in like his style of method acting. Mm-hmm. And the Don't jinx it. Don't jinx what it. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm concerned. Especially because he he wasn't dropping the Elvis voice. He still hasn't. He still hasn't dropped the Elvis yeah. voice. And I'm like, oh it's, it's not as bad. It's as not it as was. bad, but I'm like, oh, that's deep, deep method. Like I'm curious to know, like, is he going method? Yeah. I also think like because hmm. I saw him on Disney Channel and like Nickelodeon, he did a lot yes, of guest spots. That's right. So I also took it as like, okay, he's like not a teenager anymore. He's like a 20 something year mm-hmm. old man and his voice obviously changed. Um, right. yeah. But it could be like a mixture. I don't know. But again, like you said, it's possible. I mean, even he could have been training his voice to sound like Elvis at a lower register. And maybe it gets Sean's the voice actor. He would tell us like, can your voice get stuck at a certain register for a time period when you do something I mean- for an extended period of time? Well, I have a I have a problem, and Rachel can attest to this. That I I, I have a problem being a little bit of a mimic, mm. and uh, when you do get into the role, you know, it, it can get stuck a little bit. It can get stuck a little bit. But again, you know, that's it's something you shake off. It's like anything else. Um, I'm I'm concerned. I, I'm kind of curious now. I want to see like new interviews with Austin Butler to hear yeah. <laughs> to hear to hear if he does his Elvis still, you know what I mean? <laughs> they still I'm bring curious. Up in interviews and he's like, I don't think it's he's like, I don't think it's changed, but people tell me it has, oh, so I don't wow. know. Yeah. Like, I mean he's not talking like he's not talking like Elvis with a cool swat. His voice is just right. deep. deeper. Yeah. It's deeper. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, hopefully I it doesn't jinx anything. He's such a talented actor. And he's got a very strong future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He does. He really, he does. really does. And he's an Orange County boy from he what, is, yes. what wow. I found out. So imagine, really? Yeah. 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 Imagine that. <laughs> so, my goodness, I'm learning about all these Orange County actors like Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Geez, what the heck? Oh, yeah. Babe. Where are they coming from? I don't know. Hey, you're an Orange County boy too. So you just got to make it big and you can represent Foothill Ranch. <laughs> Guess so. Dang it. Geez, I got to get on that now. Ah. <laughs> so do you guys do either of you have any any preliminary predictions on who's going to take best picture even if you haven't seen the movies like from what you've heard amongst people online your own friends or best guess you can come up with uh christina uh, okay um i haven't seen all of the best picture nominees yet i've seen maybe like four or five Mm-hmm. Um, of the ones that I've seen, I know in the past Bohemian Rhapsody did win. Like, that kind of like swept at the Oscars. Yeah. So I'm right. not sure. I'm like maybe Elvis, but also maybe a Top Gun Maverick, maybe like the Fablemans. It could really be like anything from that. It may, might maybe everything everywhere. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but like again, that category is going to be hard. I feel yeah. like when it comes down to it, but. I think it's going to come down to a be- well, Sean. What do you think? Do you have a best guess or? Well, you know, hold on one second. Sorry, computer was doing something funky. Um, you know, just based on the Oscars in the past, I 
and I, I know I'm not the only one who thinks this. I think a lot of it's going to be kind of political. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thinking that it's going to be either, and obviously and these movies are great and they earn, they earn their keep. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be either everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be, or or it's going to be Top Gun. I don't know why. It's a weird choice for me, but and I and honestly, I haven't seen Top Gun just yet either. I have seen everything, everywhere, all at mm-hmm. once, but just based on who's in charge with the academy and all that stuff. And oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this on air. Please, oh god, don't find me. <laughs> um, but you know, with, with Top Gun, there's been so much. There's been so much love for an outpour for that movie from these like old school producers and directors. Like Steven Spielberg has just lauded that movie. Yeah. He loves it, right? Like he's gone out and has been saying things like directly to Tom Cruise. He says Top Gun has saved cinema. movie theaters essentially, yeah. right? And it cinema, really right? Did. Yeah. And I, you know, there was a period where it looked like it was going to be Spider Man No Way Home that did it. There was right. talks that maybe it was going to be Tenant when it came out was going to be yeah. the one that did it. Yeah. I, I did not think it was going to be Top Gun. I I knew it was going to be a big movie. I I underestimated just like everyone yeah. did. Mm-hmm. But I actually, I share those same two movies as you do, Sean. I think it's going to come down between Top Gun Maverick and Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've seen both of them. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of, not necessarily politics, but I, so like you said, We've said Top Gun saved movie theaters in the mm-hmm. post-pandemic era. Yes. Mm-hmm. But everything everywhere all at once is is still an indie film. It's not a mainstream right. film by any stretch. Mm-hmm. There's right. some people who have said that movie saved indie films. And yeah. if you think back the last several years of movies, it's been big budget, big studio tentpole typically. films typically getting all the spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this movie that had a visual effects team of nine people that learned how to do all these effects by watching videos on YouTube. And they made stuff that was more convincing than multi-million dollar budgets from major studios. So I think there's a, and you know, you've got the big return of uh Kihu Kwan, who's got himself a acting nominee. So rightfully so. Yes. Um, But again, Top Gun saved theaters. It was, Big money winner, Don't crowd pleaser, again. critic. Ple- I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna come down between. It's, the, it's gonna be it's so tough. It's gonna be hard. I I loved both the movies. They're two very different movies with two very different audiences. But yeah, it, it, to, to measure quality and all that, I don't know. I it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's it. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I and, and that's an interesting point. One gets it yeah if right. one of them gets it i won't be shocked if if out of nowhere like the fablemans gets it that will genuinely <laughs> shock me yeah. <laughs> that will sh- that will shock me to completely but that'll that'll just be like okay yeah all right steven spielberg how much did you pay for this? <laughs> come on uh, but but it's an interesting point you bring up about like you have the you, you have a big box movie or like big box big company movie next to a, an a24 indie film right yeah a24 that's so, right it's yeah. an a24 movie yeah so it's 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 uh it's pretty interesting, and I'm kind of honestly, granted, yes, I can't judge Top Gun Maverick because I haven't seen it yet. 
But I don't know. It's just the, the underdog in me. I just, I just want kind of. I kind of want uh, everything. I, I I always forget the whole title. I always call I, everything everything. When I say it to Rachel, I say everything 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 everything. That's what just I call, call it. Just call it the acronym E E A A O. <laughs> yes, yes, E E A A O. E O. I don't know. E-A-O. I'm kind of rooting for that one. Yeah, it, it's almost. Yeah, it, I mean, the, all that movie really is like. The sum of all of its parts and its individual parts are all amazing. And these two, the Daniels that went and made it, like these guys virtually right. came out of nowhere. They have a bit of a filmography. Like they did, um, they did the movie with, um, uh, what was, I think it's with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Let's find out. Um, Let's see. But it's another like very indie film, but it, it wasn't even close to the scale that everything everywhere was. Mm. Ah. That's right. They made Swiss Army Swiss Man Army back Man. in uh, 2016. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're very much in the in the indie world, and they haven't compromised whatsoever. Even the movie looked like a big budget, big studio film, but it wasn't. Right. It maintained what it was at heart. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm rooting for both of them, honestly. I'm, yeah. I, I think both of them have a solid chance, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> so... Now, now, real, real quick here, real quick here. I do, I do want to ask. I do want to ask all of us here. Uh, I'm going to read off the the list of the best pictures. Oh, just and I'm going to say, just say, seen it, seen it, or you know, haven't seen it yet. So let's see, let's see what we got here. Hold on one second. I just had it up in front of me. All right, ready? All right. All quiet on the Western Front. Seen it. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Avatar, The Way of the Water. Have not seen it, might pass. Have not seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Might also pass. (laughs) Purely from the runtime, honestly. Just purely from the runtime. Three hours and 12 minutes. Oh, come on. That's like a four hour commitment. I don't have time to watch three hours. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) The Banshees of Ina Sharon. Seen it. Going to see it very soon. Haven't seen it. Elvis. Seen it. Seen it. Haven't seen it. I've told you I was bad at this, man. Rachel loves Elvis. Uh, Have you not watched it yet? I, you know, we haven't seen it. It's it's been it's been an interesting few months. Uh, everything, 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 everything. Just kidding. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Seen it. Haven't seen it. Seen it. Yay! I finally got one. <laughs> I'm helping. I'm helping. Uh, the Fablemans. Have not seen it yet. Have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. That's that makes all three of us, and I have not seen it either. Tar saw most of it. Have not seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Top Gun Maverick. Seen it. Seen it multiple times. God, I've seen fine, it multiple God, times. I'll watch too. it. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll finally watch it eventually. I'm sw- I swear. I swear. Andrew's been telling me, you guys, you got to watch it. You got to watch it for like months oh, now. So good. I know. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. Haven't seen it yet. It just came on to Hulu, so I'm glad about that. Haven't seen it yet either. I haven't seen it, nor have I heard of it. Same. I before heard of it. like Oscar season. Yeah. I just kind of heard about it within the last like maybe two months, like before it even mm-hmm. got nominated for an Oscar. Like I heard little buzz around like, oh, there's this little dark comedy indie film, Triangle of Sadness. And then it popped up on Apple TV one day. I'm like, what is this movie? Like, but and Woody Harrelson's in it, so now I'm actually curious. Hmm. Woody Harrelson's in it. He's in it, in it. Okay. yeah. 
I really want to see it. Okay. Uh, last one on the list here. Women talking. Have not seen it. I don't even know where it's playing near me, honestly. Yeah. I haven't seen Likewise. it. And I also haven't heard of it until like Oscar or award season, really. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it yet. I had heard of it. And then I started seeing, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. When, I, when I'm driving to and fro here in LA, I, I, I look at posters and billboards, like bus stop posters. I see women talking. I thought it was an ad for like, like self-perseverance or something, honestly. <laughs> like that's, I know, it's a shame. But then I realized, oh, no, wait, that's that's a film. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember reading it was supposed to jump onto a one of the streaming platforms mm-hmm. right after the Oscars or the day before or something. It was going to be very recent. I tried looking at theaters near me. I'm like, I just couldn't find if anything. I thought it's it's not playing. It's not, yeah. I would have thought if anything, the, the director's theater down by me would have played it because they always play the random indie films. Right, it wasn't even there. So yeah, I I don't know. I, I even even here, like I was, uh, I went to we went to the movies the other day, and uh, we were we were looking for like Oscar movies, yeah. right? And I, well, that was one of the ones we were looking for because I know Rachel was interested in watching it, but we it wasn't it wasn't there either. So instead, we saw Cocaine Bear. But you know. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's the polar opposite of an Oscar movie. Complete polar opposite. <laughs> but hell, it was a lot of fun. Oh man, <laughs> Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That just seems like a very weird take on the Grizzly Man movie. <laughs> but, okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Christina, it was a lot of fun having you back on here, and I can't wait for the next time. We got to get your uh, movie club friends together and talk about a movie that we've all seen or just get their perspectives on. Because you guys know a lot more than you've led me to believe. <laughs> so, Seriously. Some of them know yeah. way more than I do. My best friend Ariel is way more of a bigger movie buff. I always ask her questions, but um, I'm slowly getting to her level. But yeah, I'll definitely mention it to them. I'm sure they love to discuss certain things for sure. That'd be so much fun. Thank yeah, you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun getting different yeah. perspectives from, you know, because we have our little circle of movie buffs and sometimes we don't realize like there are a lot of them outside of our immediate circle. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's good to see kind of like generationally how much has the interest in movies changed like how much do you guys actually know about so yeah we're gonna we're gonna revisit this topic in the near future that'll do it for another episode of the hollywood half hour don't forget to like and subscribe for more content you can also follow us on instagram at hollywood half hour for updates on upcoming episodes and a few other fun little movie tidbits you can also listen to us on apple music spotify and amazon music thanks again for tuning in We'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.